What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, March 24th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What a Day, where we're celebrating the return of live music by giving bartenders at venues an extra five bucks for $15 beer. <laughs> That's right. Give me the tallest can you have back there, and I'll honestly pay $5 per inch of can. Yeah, and that line better be long. It will. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you it will. <laughs> On today's show, we hear from a Ukrainian refugee about her struggles trying to flee the country. Plus, the newly released lineup for Lollapalooza has an unexpected act, the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Plenty to come in the show. Mm -hmm. But first, an update from day three of Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson's confirmation hearings. Yesterday, Judge Jackson faced her second solo day of questions from the Senate Judiciary Committee. And once again, we were treated to some grade A material from the senators asking her questions. Yeah, I'm not an attorney. I watch Law and Order from time to time. <laughs> That's also what I would say, to be <laughs> <laughs> totally honest. Uh, okay, so besides that, how did everything else go yesterday? Yeah, so just so everyone knows, it continues to look likely that Judge Jackson will be confirmed to the court, but that didn't stop this from being a long day of questions. Like Tuesday, there were some moments of substance in there, but many Republican senators on this committee won't let up on this bad faith effort to drum up controversies around Judge Jackson that just don't exist. They also repeatedly interrupted her and didn't allow her to answer the questions they asked. It's honestly a lot. It's pretty embarrassing to watch, I gotta say. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those issues that do keep coming up, like the sentences Judge Jackson has given in some child pornography cases. So yesterday, 10 Republican senators signed a letter calling for the probation reports from these kinds of cases that she had ruled on. Democratic chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Dick Durbin, would not sign off on that because those reports contain highly sensitive information about the victims. I have a guess here, but why <laughs> is this issue in particular coming up repeatedly? Yeah. So on the surface level, it is incredibly strange that this is the issue that Republican senators like Josh Hawley, Lindsey Graham, and Tom Cotton seem to be like zeroing in on. As we said yesterday, Judge Jackson's sentencing in these kinds of cases is completely in line with most of her colleagues. But they know what they're doing here. While it seems like a bizarre line of questioning to most of us, it plays right into right-wing conspiracy theories about Democrats. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to what Ted Cruz and Marsha Blackburn are doing when they ask about critical race theory and if Judge Jackson thinks babies are racist. <laughs> Several of these senators are looking ahead to 2024 and trying to take advantage of this national stage and attention and cameras to push every hot button that they can and see what sticks, what people respond to, you know, whether or not they're valid criticisms. And in the case of Judge Jackson, it's very much not. Right. Republican Senator Ben Sass was the only Republican on the committee not to sign on to that request for probation reports. And he called out this behavior by his colleagues for what it is. And I think we should recognize that the jackassery we often see around here um, is partly because of people mugging for short-term uh, camera opportunities. 
All right, I'm giving that the largest eye roll in the entire world, uh, especially for the person who's saying it. Yeah, I mean, I just think that every single Supreme Court confirmation that we have seen recently and that we will continue to see is a result of just like how insanely politicized the court has become, right? Like going into all of these things, we just know, okay, 50 people are in, 50 people are not. So it is all just really grandstanding otherwise. And there isn't really like that much legitimate stuff that we're learning through this. Truly, like really difficult. So there was like one interesting tidbit here in a whole long day of questions about a really high profile case that's coming before the court. Judge Jackson said that she would recuse herself from a case about the affirmative action policies at Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Mm. She serves on Harvard's board of overseers. Her term expires this spring. And this is the first time she's publicly said she would recuse herself from that case. But, you know, that's like one thing in a span of like how many hours that she's been up there, um, just really addressing a lot of like the same things that they've been talking about over and over and very few original questions. Um, I will say, I think the most memorable moment, however, was an emotional exchange that she had with Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey. He is the only black senator on the Judiciary Committee. And if she is confirmed, Judge Jackson will be the first black woman to serve as a Supreme Court justice. He took a moment to acknowledge that significance. And I want to tell you, when I look at you, this is why I get emotional. I'm sorry, you're, you're a person that is so much more than your race and gender. You're a Christian, you're a mom, you're, you're an intellect, you love books. But for me, I'm sorry, I, I, it's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my my cousins, one of them who had to come here and sit behind you. She had to have your back. I see my ancestors and yours. Nobody's gonna steal the joy of that woman in the street or the calls that I'm getting or the texts. Nobody's gonna steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. Yeah, at that moment seemed to make her emotional as well. And you can hear it in Booker's voice. And I mean, I'm looking forward to hopefully sharing some historic news about Judge Jackson soon, um, but it could be a couple of weeks or more before her nomination gets a vote in the full Senate. Yeah, so we'll be following all of that. But for now, let's move to the latest on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So first, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said on Wednesday that the U.S. government formally accused Russia of committing war crimes in Ukraine. Part of the assessment, Blinken said, was based on intelligence, but he also specifically referred to attacks on civilians in Mariupol, uh, many of those reports we've talked about on this show. His statement mentioned only, quote, members of Russia's forces and not President Putin himself. Hmm. Okay, this was happening as President Biden was arriving in Brussels for the summits today with NATO allies and the European Union. What should we know about those? Yeah, so NATO in advance of the meeting had already pledged to add more troops in Eastern Europe. Uh, And the Biden administration, for their part, is set to impose new sanctions on Russian lawmakers today. So that's a little bit of where things stand diplomatically. But now we want to focus on refugees who have been fortunate to get out of Ukraine and to hear about their struggles. So yesterday I spoke with Julia Kanupa, who is from Cherkasy and is currently in Poland, where she is already helping other people in Ukraine escape the country as well. She is planning to go to the UK soon. I started by asking about the moments leading up to her decision to leave Ukraine. A really fast called to my friend, which has a car, and we agreed even uh, two days before. She was kind of not believed that it can happen. She was joking. Okay, Julia, if it happened, of course, I will bring you to the border, but it will never happen. 
but when it actually happened, I called her and asked if she really stay with this decision, if we can really move somewhere. And she said, okay, we can move to my village, not far from Cherkasy, so take your luggage, everything you need. So I gathered it back, back. I really didn't believe that it's going to be another country or something. So I take only documents, some clothes for two days, a laptop, and that's it. No one believed that it could be so bad. But the next day we realized, uh, reading all the news and everything, that we should move farther. So we planned the trip to the Ukrainian-Polish border the next morning. Yeah, it's horrifying. Um, it really is. What were you sort of thinking as that was happening and you're waiting to get there and there's some concern about safety? Can you talk about what you were thinking at that point? Yeah, uh, we were riding and I saw a very beautiful sunset. And it was so beautiful that actually I was afraid it is the last sunset in my life. And we stopped on the gas station because we needed to get some fuel. And I took a bottle of water to buy, standing in the line to buy it. And it was a very loud announcement from the speakers that it is air attack. You should leave this gas station in this very moment. I tried to run as far as I can. And it was so stressful you feel with your whole body, which help you to survive. I don't run in my real life, like <laughs> in usual life, but at that moment I ran really fast. And I couldn't find a car of my friend because everyone was running. My friend found me and I just really fast get inside the car and we ride as fast as we could. Mm. A lot of people deal with this every day and they deal with much harder stuff. But even this little episode of danger, it was a feeling like your body is the only property you have now Mm. and you have to save it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What was it like actually getting to the border from that point? Uh, Usually in peaceful times, Getting to the border in Ukraine takes eight, 10 hours from our city. Mm. But this time it takes three whole days. Wow. Without sleeping. And uh, yeah, it was really crazy experience because the line, the queue near the border of these people who want to cross the border, these cars, was about 20 kilometers. Wow. Yeah, and it was really scary to be in this line because it's a really nice uh, place to be bombed, Mm. (laughs) to be attacked from the air because it's a lot of people in one place. Right. You just stand and pray that nothing will happen. So how was it when you were actually at that point in this journey? So when we were at this line, everyone was very tired Mm. because you cannot sleep while you're in this line because every five minutes you should move to five centimeters. Of course, no one expected that it will take three days to cross the border. So people didn't have uh, food and water. But on the second days, some people from 
nearest villages started to volunteer and bring us water and food. So it was a great experience that showed that uh, Ukrainians are the nation which is always going through such stuff altogether. Even war happens, they cook homemade stuff and bring to the border just to support people who are passing. A lot of um, moms with really little children were in this land because, you know, men are not allowed to cross the border. They have to stay. But some fathers brought their family and after that have to come back. Mm. So their families cross the border on foot. Actually, it is crazy when a mom with three children and also there were some buses, mm. like school buses with children, without families, just they were evacuated on the children. I, I cannot even imagine how the, for example, six-year kid feels when you have just to go somewhere in the bus without your family. So it was really crazy. Yeah, but on the third day, when we finally get to the border <laughs> to cross it, I also saw a big volunteering station from Poland. They brought a lot of, uh, you know, water, everything could be needed uh, for families. It was really an act of hospitality and help and humanity <laughs> at that moment. And I felt, okay, my biggest uh, concern about crossing the border was that Europe gonna close the border for Ukrainians mm. and we gonna stuck in these circumstances. But what really happened that Poland, for example, really did so much and everywhere here you feel so much support and empowerment that I was really shocked by this. So Priyanka, that's my conversation with a Ukrainian refugee, Julia Kanupa, who is currently in Poland. We will hear more from people like Julia who have fled Ukraine in the days and weeks to come on the show. But that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. 
I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Louisiana officials are searching for residents and surveying widespread damage after two tornadoes devastated New Orleans on Tuesday night and killed at least one person. According to the National Weather Service, one of the tornadoes hit Lacombe and the other blew through the lower ninth ward in New Orleans, as well as the St. Bernard Parish. While residents of southeast Louisiana are used to hurricanes, the St. Bernard tornado was the most powerful one the region has seen since 2017. Some really scary videos coming from this. During the storms, many families saw their roofs disappear within seconds, and others went to the hospital after suffering minor injuries. One woman had to be cut loose from debris by an eight-person search and rescue team after her house was destroyed while she was still inside. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards said in a statement yesterday, quote, Unfortunately, our people have become all too familiar with rebuilding after tragedy and loss, but it is never easy. Yeah, it's so sad and just unimaginable to live in a place that, you know, this happens year after year and just, I can't even wrap my head around it. The Taliban turned away thousands of Afghan girls from secondary school yesterday, contradicting the group's earlier promise to allow all students to attend classes starting on Wednesday. Ever since the militant group took control of Afghanistan in August, most Afghan girls over the age of 12 have not been allowed to attend school. Boys have been allowed back in the classroom at every grade level, as well as girls up to the sixth grade. The Taliban's diplomat to the United Nations told NPR that the group needed more time to establish a uniform for girls in seventh grade and up before allowing them back. But the Taliban walking back its commitment without announcing a new reopening date has many Afghan girls worrying that they'll be banned from pursuing an education indefinitely. Sakina Jafari, an 18-year-old who hoped to resume her year 11 classes yesterday but was turned away, told NPR, quote, Some of my classmates began weeping. We were so excited to return, and now we don't know what will happen to us. Yeah, that is awful to hear. Uh, Turning to some important domestic election news, the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday gave the thumbs up to Wisconsin's congressional maps drawn by Democratic Governor Tony Evers. However, the justices also blocked Evers' state legislature map that would have created a new black majority voting district near Milwaukee. That map will go back before the state Supreme Court, which originally said that it was good to go. 
The state court will now have to reconsider it using different criteria. However, there is some time. Wisconsin's primary is in August. Meanwhile, Priyanka, the clock is ticking in Ohio, where the primary is in just six weeks. So there, map makers went back to the drawing board this week after the state Supreme Court struck down a third set of legislative maps that were made for its upcoming primary. Oh, God. That means right now, at this moment, voters don't know who might be on their ballot. Candidates don't know what their potential districts look like and more. This, this democracy <laughs> we're living in is going swimmingly. Uh, Republicans <laughs> controlled the process for all three maps rejected by the state Supreme Court. So presumably their gerrymandering markers are almost all out of ink at this point. In its most recent ruling, justices said the latest map was not politically fair. But now Republicans and Democrats are working together to make a fourth map they can submit before the next deadline of this coming Monday. Love a group project. I'm sure that's going to go great. Yes, going to go great. Ohio always (laughs) making me proud of my home state, of its political situation. Lovely. Speaking of things to make you proud of your home state, the lineup (laughs) for this year's Lollapalooza Festival in Chicago came out this week, and just a few dozen lines below headliners Metallica, Dua Lipa, J. Cole, and... Green Day, okay. for some reason, cool. was a DJ not too many people will have heard of, but he is the only DJ on earth who has experience dropping both beats and foreclosure notices on tens of thousands of homeowners. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon. Mm-mm. When he plays EDM, Solomon goes by the name DJ D Soul. He has been <laughs> working at Goldman since 1999 and DJing on the side since 2015. He donates all the proceeds from his musical gigs to charity, leaving him to limp by on his $35 million a year salary. Oh my God. D Soul has said that he doesn't think his music hobby puts his finance career at risk. I mean, clearly, like you're the CEO. Like, He's doing okay. Yeah. Glad you figured that out. Uh, telling one podcast host, quote, I thought about it and I said, I enjoy this. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not breaking any laws. I'm having fun. Why should I stop doing something I'm really enjoying? Potentially, D-Soul's audience at Lala will help answer that question of why you should stop DJing for him. Oh, no. Uh, for an indication of what he'll be bringing to the table, here is an excerpt from one review of a D-Soul set in Brooklyn from 2018. Brace yourselves. Uh, quote, Well, I hated just about every song he played. I had to admit that he appeared earnest and genuinely enthusiastic about the music, and I appreciated that he was really going for it. You know what? I like that they found something nice to say. And that's great for whoever wrote this. That's a solid 4.1 on Pitchfork uh, rating right lower, there. Lower, lower. Yeah, definitely lower. I also want to think of the poor, you know, DePaul freshmen who are going to be rolling on Molly at Perry's and uh, Diesel pops up. I'm a little worried about what he's in for with this crowd. Yeah. But, um, that's not a me problem, so I guess I don't have to be too worried about it. It's definitely not a me problem either. Uh, and those are <laughs> the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, leave a review for DJ Diesel as well, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the Lollapalooza lineup or foreclosure notices from Goldman Sachs like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And And keep keep practicing, practicing, Diesel. Diesel. Yeah, one day that pitchfork rating will be a seven. Yeah, yeah. Keep up the practice. I'm sure you'll get there. (laughs) Poor guy. I don't know. (laughs) 
What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me, Gideon Resnick. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. take us to summers away or winter adventures and afternoon getaways your dedicated fidelity advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential because doors were meant to be opened visit fidelity.com wealth investment minimum supply fidelity brokerage services llc member nyse sipc